Hello from the East Coast to the West Coast and to listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com and their affiliate stations. Also, don't forget, you can always learn more about our program and find podcasts posted at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Debbie Bachagalupi. She is a California cattle rancher who is in demand throughout the West as an educational speaker on Agenda 21. The 2030 Agenda, Cap and Trade, Sustainable Development, Property Rights, Dam and Water Rights, Conservation, and Other Related Issues. She has attended many conferences that include the 2012 United Nations Conference on Sustainable Development, the 21st Annual Conference of the Parties, the 2015 UN Paris Climate Change Conference, and many, many more. She's also co-produced and or inspired timely documentaries such as Blue, No Water, No Farmer, No Food, and Wolves in Government Clothing, all focusing on how aggressive environmental policy is in harming rural America. Discouraged by the erosion of rural America, she ran for the U.S. House of Representatives in 2012. She holds a B.S. degree in business and a master's in business administration, and she's the senior editor of Technocracy News. Today, we're going to discuss what she knows about Agenda 21 and the sustainable development slash environmental movement. And what does it really mean in terms of our everyday lives? So if you will help me welcome Debbie. How are you doing today, Debbie? Well, I'm doing just fine. I'd be doing great if, you know, the 21st century and and the future looked a little bit different than it currently does. But thank you so much, Angeline, for having me on your show. And thanks so much for giving us the time today. You have such important information to share. So, Debbie, let's start like this. Maybe for those that never heard you speak before, how did you get interested in Agenda 21? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how, it, how it, that brings us to what we're going to discuss today. Okay, great. Well, you know, I remember as, uh, growing up that I always wanted, um, I remember hearing my family talk about stories and my parents talking about hunting stories. And, you know, they always had something really fun to share. And I remember one, one time as a child just going, Gosh, I'm so boring, and I wish I had some fun stories to share. Well, sometimes, you know what they say, that saying, be careful what you wish for. So fast forward, um, I started working for Google in 2007, 8, right in there, as a corporate event planner. And I was in charge of, uh, I was a really good corporate event planner. I haven't done it in, in years, although I do a few conferences here and there in the Liberty and Freedom Movement. But doing, doing these amazing events was my passion, and I was really good at it. And I was growing a big team at Google as a contractor. And one of the things that I was responsible for was what Google calls is their authors at Google or, at the time, presidential candidates at Google. And so I was in charge of when Obama came. This is as he was running, and McCain, and Hillary Clinton, and, and all the presidential candidates, include, including people like Schwarzenegger and Jane Fonda. And so I not only set up their talks at Google, but I was also there to listen and meet them, etc. 
And at the same time that that was going on, we were getting concerned in rural America about water issues. And my parents have a beautiful, beautiful ranch that they've worked their entire adult life to um, to earn enough money to buy their dream and to continue my father's side of the family legacy of being California generational cattle ranchers and farmers. And so they, we've got a river running through our property. We have diversions. Um, we have connect, you know d- ditches that feed our grass. You know, water our grass that then water our grass-fed cows. And my dad, who's a construction engineer, a civil professional civil engineer, put in ponds for conservation and for, you know, we love wildlife. We love seeing animals on our property. But at the same time, the California Department of Fish and Game is what it was called back then. It's now Fish and Wildlife because the 21st century is not about game. It's about rewilding America. And we were starting to hear from, well, what happened is, my parents, who were have historically been friends with the with fish and game and the wardens, I mean the wardens used to come to our ranch and have coffee with my parents and just you know talk about what's going on. And well, all of a sudden they showed up in in bulletproof jackets and flanked my parents. They were you know armed and flanked my parents on either side and were saying, "Why aren't you signing on to this thing called the incidental take permit?" And what the ITP is is any time an endangered fish, like a coho salmon, for example, are found on your property dead, it could be as much as $25,000 per fish. But at the same time, signing on to this incidental take permit, you put your money into like a bucket. And if a fish, a dead fish, is found on your property, that bucket of collected money from all the ranchers and farmers who sign on to this thing, you could use that money to help offset or mitigate the dead fish that is found on your property. It also gives, so if you sign on to this, it gives Fish and Game or the government the right to trespass on your property. And my dad and mom were like, we, this is illegal, it's not constitutional, we're not signing on to it, but they started getting pressure from California state agencies to sign on. Well, so anyway, there was that, and at the same time going on at Google, there were talks about how ranchers and farmers are unsustainable, and I didn't even know what that word meant. You know, I knew what sustainable meant, but what? We farmers and we ranchers are unsustainable? Are you kidding? We are the people who, you know, if we ruin our land, we ruin our property, we ruin our livelihood. We abuse our animals. If You know, we, 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 we ruin our livelihood. So, you know, so anyway, hearing like Ben and Jerry, you know, the ice cream beat guys, talking about how we need to change our farming and we need to change our ranching and we need to live in cities and because the land is scarce and the resources are scarce and I'm sitting there scratching my head just going something's not right here so with one foot I would say in living in in the city in San Francisco Bay Area and the other foot in you know with a historical you know a family with a history of being generational ranchers from when we came from Italy you know, I, something was not quite right. So I did a mad search on what was going on, and all of a sudden, Angeline, I, I stumbled on a couple of videos. My friend Michael Shaw, another one from Dr. Rima, who talks about, Michael Shaw talks about Agenda 21, and it sounded crazy, and I was like, but this fits, the, you know, it fits exactly what I'm seeing. And then another woman named Dr. Rima, who uh, her video was all about Codex Alimentarius, 
which is uh, United Nations food law and how, you know, even getting vitamin C, small doses of vitamin C, would become illegal in the United States. And then I heard Christopher, Lord Christopher Moncton, and all three of them put the big picture or started putting the big picture of, of the puzzle together for me. So sorry for the long story, but truly, I just stumbled upon it. I knew something wasn't right in America. In fact, I knew something was wrong, and my eyes just became open and my ears became open, and I started going to conferences, all, all sorts of conferences, including the United Nations. Also, being a certified sommelier in the wine industry, I noticed how the wine industry is actually under attack and hearing things like at, at some of these cap-and-trade conferences that I've been to where perhaps people are drinking, um, should only drink one glass of wine per week because the carbon footprint, the greenhouse gas emissions that is emitted from creating wine and the land that it takes to grow grapes is unsustainable in the 21st century. So thank you for letting me share. <laughs> so Debbie, for the first time I ever heard the term Agenda 21, I think it was around the year 2000 or so, and it's when I heard a woman named Joan Vion on a radio show. And she was talking about Agenda 21 and how they wanted to close down roads in some areas and let them go back to natural areas where no humans would be allowed. They were called buffer zones. That was my first, uh, like I said, when I first heard about Agenda 21. Can you define what exactly, for those people that don't know what Agenda 21 is or never heard of it, can you kind of give us a little outline about that? Sure. Well, you know what I'll do, Angeline? I'll read directly from a document, a book. It's called Agenda 21, The Earth Summit Strategy to Save Our Planet. The introduction is by U.S. Senator Paul Simon, and it is edited by a guy named Daniel C. Tars. Agenda 21 back in 1992, came from or was promulgated worldwide at the 1992 United Nations Rio Earth Summit. They called it the People's Summit. And it was world leaders, including my governor, Jerry Brown, who was running for uh, president at that time. Um, Olivia Newton-John was there. The Beach Boys were there. The Dalai Lama there. Um, all sorts of, of leaders, including and headed by the United Nations. Al Gore was there. And so what they did was come together to, and really when you look at all these people, who are they? Well, besides, I think, our Hollywood stars, some of them back then, uh, I, I, I think that they felt like they were doing something good for the earth. But when you look at the people who were behind this, it is one of those Angeline follow-the-money type schemes. And so Agenda 21, and I'll read just straight from this book called uh, Agenda 21, The Earth Summit Strategy to Save Our Planet. This document, actually, this book actually came from President Clinton's Executive 12, uh, Order 12852, the President's Council on Sustainable Development. So really what Agenda 21 is, is every time you hear the term sustainable development, it is also known as United Nations Agenda 21, and the full name is United Nations Agenda 21 Sustainable Development. In 1992, George Herbert Walker Bush softlawed Agenda 21 with one of my Congresswomen, Nancy Pelosi, authoring the bill with H. Conrad 353. And they specifically in that bill said that their goal was to implement and urge people, urge their senators, urge their congresspeople 
to vote for H. Conrad 353 and, um, and make, per, this is Nancy Pelosi's quote, we must make the road to Rio a reality, is what she says. You, people can look up C-SPAN, Nancy Pelosi, H. Conrad 353, um, October 1992, and they can watch um, right around our 2100, no joke, 9 p.m., it's a Friday night. They can watch Nancy Pelosi and uh, Republicans and Democrats all talking about how we must implement Agenda 21. You mentioned buffer zones, and, um, and which is really a conservation plan to take land away from the private sector, take land away from we the people, and put it into these big, um, like, uh, where, where they protect the land, no human use. So reading straight from Bill Clinton's uh, um, President Council on Sustainable Development uh, task force from their document, this is what it says about Agenda 21. Effective execution of Agenda 21 will require a profound reorientation of all human society unlike anything the world has ever experienced, a major shift in the priorities of both governments and individuals, and an unprecedented, this is where it starts to get wet, an unprecedented redeployment of human and financial resources so unprecedented meaning never seen before never felt before redeployment of human and financial resources this shift will demand that a concern for the environmental consequences of every human action as it right here every human action we are breathing right now that is a human action we are alive we are awake we are blinking every human action be integrated into individual and collective decision-making at every level. Why? Because they claim that every human action has an environmental consequence. So therefore, according to this whole movement of Agenda 21 and heard loud and clear by President Obama, President Clinton, John Kerry, the Pope, um, um, all sorts of you know, global leaders, John Podesta, we could go down the list, the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderberg Group. We can keep going down and down and down or up and up and up and follow the money. It's the same characters every single time, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Carnegies, the same families all the time, the Clintons, the Bushes, they're all in there. So they have this idea that if they can scare us into believing that we, human beings, our human actions are causing um, just catastrophic uh, devastation to the earth like global warming, man-made anthropogenic global warming, it will scare us into changing our behavior and how we walk lightly on Mother Earth. That if we don't walk lightly, we are going to damage Mother Earth so bad, according to their 1972 report uh, called Limits to Growth by the Club of Rome, another you know, global elite group of people um, backing the United Nations, that by the early 21st century, which we're already through, there would be such catastrophic devastation caused by human beings that the existence of human beings might disappear. So you're saying Agenda 21 is sort of them wanting total control over every single thing we do in our daily lives, day in and day out, but it's all masked in this environmental, we have to save the planet movement. Yes. Okay. In fact, they go on to say that um, Agenda 21 
for Agenda 21, an entire, entirely new relationship between and among nations is envisioned, a global partnership based on common interests. Common interests like we all share water. All water is, is, um, is connected. This is why the United States and the EPA, the United States government and the EPA, is trying to declare what they call WOTUS, Waters of the United States, where even we're hearing about people going to jail for collecting rainwater or being fined for building a stock pond in Wyoming where the EPA was charging this poor little, not poor, but this young family, this young ranching family, I think it was $31,500 a day, for until they turn, return that stock, pan, stock pond back into the way that it was before this, this young family built this stock pond that was, was um, permitted by the state of Wyoming. But then you have the federal government coming in, the EPA coming in. By the way, an unelected, self-appointed bureaucracy, they do not follow the Constitution. In fact, the fact that they even exist is lawless because they are not following the Constitution, which is law of the land, which is to pr protect our natural rights and our right to uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property, or now considered happiness. So they're going against, they're undermining the Constitution. So you have this thing called WOTUS, Waters of the United States, to connect all river systems together, all water systems, any, any water-related ecosystem. Is, so they're trying to say it's all one. So this common this common good, this you know, that can you can bring in common core now. But anytime you hear this common word, it's all for the public good, common good. It's all in this. It's all towards this movement called um, a, a new order. And you know how I like to call. You know, it's called Agenda 21, right? That's the actual name, Agenda 21, Sustainable Development. But it truly is, Angeline, an agenda to one. It's an agenda to one world governance. Exactly. Well, Debbie, let's take our first break. Listeners, today my guest is Debbie Bacigalupi. She is a speaker on Agenda 21, and we're discussing that today and why you should care about it. We'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic Lows. You can't afford to wait. So call 800-965-1291-800-965-1291-800-965-1291. You can control your health care with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is an alternative to expensive health insurance. You can finally make the right decisions for you and your family. It's not insurance. It's medical cost sharing. 
you can affordably control the cost of your medical expenses. It's a group of individuals effectively sharing the cost of health care and paying far less for it. You don't even have to pay for procedures that are unnecessary or that violate your conscience. This is based on shared values. You are not alone. With Liberty Health Share, you're part of something bigger, a group of people who care for and support one another. Join the movement of people who share in medical costs and change the way you pay for your health care forever. It's simple and easy. Call 1-800-714-6993 right now for more information or visit libertyoncall.com. Get a free estimate today. Liberty Health Share. There is an answer. Welcome back. You're listening to the True Seekers Radio Show. Today, my guest is Debbie Bachagalupi, and we're discussing Agenda 21 and the consequences of that. Now, Debbie, yesterday was Earth Day, and I know that you went to that Paris conference. Can you tell us what went on yesterday? Didn't the 120 or so countries get together and sign something. Can you tell us a little bit about why this is important to us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Earth Day was yesterday. It's April 22nd. It's always April 22nd. But if you look at Wikipedia, Earth Day was not originally on April 22nd. Why? Because we had to have Earth Day on a significant day. Guess whose birthday is Earth Day? I think I've heard you say Lenin's. Yes communist, radical environmentalist, Vladimir Lenin. So every Earth Day, we are actually celebrating Vladimir Lenin. He loved, he, he, was, he considered himself a conservationist. He con- and, and so, you know, it's, it's an insult to uh, the United States and uh, our founding fathers and our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence and our Bill of Rights to be celebrating Earth Day, which is in remembrance of Vladimir Lenin, which goes against the foundation of who we are. Before we forget, I just love to always remind people that, you know, the United States is is special. We are. Sorry, world. We are special. Our framers, you know, the people who risked their lives to come here and create a you know new future for of freedom and liberty for all people, we were to be not just an experiment, can man rule himself, which, you know, we, we can, but we're, we're now living in a, a, a time when, you know, where we think we need more government, where there's too many people who think that we need more government and bigger government to take care of all of our needs. Well, that was not the inspiration behind the United States of America. It was to, to honor natural rights. Our natural rights are not given to us by the Constitution. Our natural rights are given to us by our Creator. And whoever your Creator is on, you know, whoever's listening, you know what, if you wanted to say that rock over there is my Creator, here's the value in it, although I say my Creator is God. But here's the value in saying that your Creator is anything other than man. Because if man can give it, man can then take it away, right? Mm -hmm. So in the United States, your rights, our rights are protected by the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't give us our rights, because our rights are given us to us by God. Our rights are given us to us by our Creator. So man cannot take that away. But the supreme law of the land is to protect those rights 
Daniel Webster said, he's one of my, you know, I just love him, and he's one of my favorite, he and Jefferson, I'm loving Jefferson more and more, but Daniel Webster said, if all my possessions were taken from me with one exception, I would choose to keep the power of communication. Why? He went on to say, because by it, I would soon regain all the rest. The freedom of speech is so important as being in the First Amendment, and then the subsequent amendments after that. You know, there's five liberties in the First Amendment, and one of those is the freedom of speech. So we must be, you know, use our freedom of speech, the power of communication, to educate others on what's happening. And it's by that power of communication that, like Daniel Webster, we would soon regain all the rest. So fast forward to Paris. Paris was a conference. Um, it was called the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Just before the Paris conference in September was a conference, another conference leading up to, and that was in New York City. That was, remember when the Pope was here, um, Xi from China was here, Putin was here, John Kerry and Al Gore and all these people, my governor again, Jerry Brown, all flew into New York City, the United Nations headquarters, to um, sign on to what they called the 2030 Agenda, or to create the 2030 Agenda. After the 2030, the 2030 Agenda, by the way, uh, people can look up uh, 2030 Agenda fact sheet White House, and you could see oh, the Obama administration's um, self-admittance to signing on to the 2030 agenda in preparation for the Paris conference. What was the 2030 agenda or what is it? It's all based on behavior change via sustainable development so that we could help the save planet Earth, save the warming planet. So what was Paris about? Paris was about coming up with an agreement on how do we as a global community uh, get the world's temperature down and within 1.5 degrees Celsius. So maintain the Earth's temperature by 1.5 degrees Celsius. How do you do that? We all live a sustainable development lifestyle. And the other thing that happened in September before the Paris Conference, our Attorney General, Loretta Lynch, signed an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding, with the United Nations to create Strong Cities Network which is a global police force, a global police force to, for extremism, for um, terrorism. And people who understand the National Defense Authorization Act understand that under the revised NDAA, anyone who speaks about conspiracies is considered a, a, a terrorist or could be considered an extreme terrorist, where we can be tried in United Nations courts and in military courts in other countries. So what happened in Paris, it was just remarkable. And please jump in, Angeline. I know I can go on and on and on. Um, this is my life, is studying and, and um, educating people on, on these subjects. And I think that everyone deserves the truth. Um, this, this agenda is going to, as Obama said in his first State of the Union, fundamentally transform the United States of America. The ultimate goal is technocracy, um, and technocracy is scientific dictatorship. This is why at even the Paris conference they were constantly saying the science is settled. The science is settled on global warming. People are at cause. People are causing the planet to die, and so the science 
is settled. When what happened yesterday, as you mentioned, was the first day of signing on to the uh, Paris Accord. The Paris Accord is not a, it is not mandatory. It is voluntary. Why is it not mandatory? Because if it became a treaty where all we must sign on, the United States must sign on, it would have to go through ratification of our, our, you know, government system through the Senate must pass it. And so um, Obama's, Obama was kind of caught in the middle. He wanted it to be um, ratified, but he also knew that the Senate would not do that. So it is considered a voluntary action. But what's going to happen, just like Agenda 21, people say, oh, Agenda 21, it's voluntary. Really? Look at laws like in California where you have AB 235 or um, um, AB, oh gosh, I just lost, AB, AB 23 and SB 375. I think that those are the numbers. AB, 30, AB 32 and SB 375, the Global Warming Solutions Act and Sustainable Communities. In wherever you are, if it's Florida or uh, Tennessee or Austin or Seattle, Washington or uh, Phoenix, Arizona, you have sustainable community strategies going on in your, in your government, in your local government right now. It is United Nations Agenda 21. So even though it's not mandatory, because governors, our governors throughout the United States signed on to what was the Kyoto Protocol about climate change, we've been tasked with implementing Agenda 21, not voluntarily, even though that's what people want to say. The Paris Accord... Um, they have a year, all these countries, I don't know who signed on to it. I didn't even pay attention, Angeline. It all just, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, regardless of what the people say and what we, the people, want. So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to watch it. I'll find out, you know, over the next couple of days who signed on. But they have a year to sign on. They, countries all over the world, have a year to sign on to the Paris Accord, which puts us all into one big global society with a global action plan, a global action plan where we all become one in saving dying earth. So they have till September, or, um, April 21st of next year, 2017, will be the final date for signing, and I guarantee you April 22nd, 2017, is going to be a grand affair like we've never seen before in celebrating sustainable development, Agenda 21, and a new world order. Now, Debbie, wouldn't you think <clears throat> that these countries, I'm sure it's all major, the major countries, um, to me, don't you think what's pushing them is I, I think that in this agenda there is um, a global tax in the horizon and that would mean that if there, these global taxes are collected that they all would have a hand in that pot is do you think that could be part of this environmental push yes um, great point uh, what we're looking at is what I said earlier is technocracy technocracy is scientific dictatorship it's a new international economic order. In fact, if I invite people to go to technocracy.news and um, go to that website, and there will be a book there, Technology, Technocracy Rising. It is, in my opinion, the best book out there. It's written by Patrick Wood. It is the most extraordinary book 
to go back into the early 1900s on how there were a few elites who would benefit from a, a new system, a new ordering of things um, based on the green economy, based on cap and trade, based on um, the polluter pays. Now, that wasn't back in the ni- early 1900s, but you'll see through this document, through this book called Technocracy uh, Rising, how they started coming up with exactly what you're talking about is a system that would move people into, eventually it would be a cashless system, which we see happening right now. You can use your Google phone to pay for things. Um, You can now transfer money um, from phone to phone. So we are now in a new technology era where, you know, people are literally bowing their head to the god of technology, their smartphones, and, you know, they can't do, they can't, live without their smartphones, everything relies on that technology. In fact, people, you know, they're worshiping that, you know, you see worshiping of smartphones. It's on restaurants. You see families with their smartphone right there. All that smartphone is tracking everything we're doing. It's also monitoring where you go, what you do. It's tracking your behavior because, as you mentioned, we are moving into a system where it's a cap-and-trade type system. You are going to be limited on what you can use from Mother Earth, the resources that you use. But when you look at the people who who are controlling those resources or will control those resources, it is a very elite few. The cap-and-trade system, for example, you know, it's not about saving the Earth because if you are wealthy enough, you can pollute as much as you want. Look at China. So you you can pollute as much as you want as long as you're going to pay for it. Where's the payment going? Well, it's going to, like the Chicago Climate Exchange. Who's behind that? Al Gore, the Clintons. I'm sure the Clintons are involved. The I've heard Obama's, you know, mother was involved. So it goes to, you know, all of these things go back to a global elite few. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and, Debbie, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, what I'd like to discuss is because this is the thing, nobody pays attention until it hurts them directly. So when we come back, I'd like you to tell us what all of this means in terms of our everyday lifestyle. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, today my guest is Debbie Bacigalupi, and she's uh, discussing Agenda 21, the Sustainable Development Agenda, and what it's really all about. And we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 855-371-FAST, 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 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. 
Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. One more time, 800-430-4147. Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. Today, my guest is Debbie Bacigalupi, and we are discussing Agenda 21. And Debbie, before we went to the break, I was asking you, why don't you tell us just why should we care about this whole Agenda 21 stuff? How is it going to affect the everyday average Joe? Well, I, um, just going to children, for example, I, I'm holding a book right now. It's called... All my books, by the way, are are uh, retrievable on Amazon.com. So the one I just mentioned, Agenda 21, the Earth Summit Strategy to Save Our Planet. Now I'm looking at one, a United Nations uh, children's book, and it's called Rescue Mission Planet Earth, a children's edition of Agenda 21. And, of course, in the beginning, Al Gore is quoted as saying that he strongly urged the establishment of a mission to planet Earth, a worldwide monitoring system staffed by children. I mean, if that doesn't say it all right there, designed to rescue the global environment, Albert Gore, Jr. No wonder why he's so heavily involved in, you know, in all these cap-and-trade schemes where he's going to make millions and billions over the next uh, century. But in, an, in a um, chapter called Population Bomb and the Human World, here is one of the quotes that these children get to read about themselves, life on planet Earth, and... Uh, the destruction that they're causing. The planet groans every time it registers another birth. Then on the next page, and then is a picture of um, a bunch of storks with babies, and God is looking down at Adam and Eve, and they're all confused, and they're counting, you know, these children, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what do we do with all these people? Um, but the book goes on to say, so why should people be concerned? Because under this indoctrination of a, a new world order or a new international economic order under sustainable development, children are learning some pretty extraordinary things. Like, here's a question. There's a lot in Agenda 21 about women playing a critical role in population, but aren't men usually the problem? The answer, yes, there's a lot of male authority, but not much male responsibility in relationship, in relation to childbearing. Men are not burdened hear that, with the problem of giving birth, they tend to exploit children, sending them to work instead of investing in their education. What can children do? They should challenge their parents not to have any more children until they can look after them properly. If I were a parent, I would be livid that the government is passing on this agenda 
that's indoctrinating our children. What did Hitler say? He who gains the youth owns the future. So you have this agenda afoot that is mentally messing with people, having people think that, you know what, we are the problem, we are damaging the earth. To me, it's, it's based on um, junk science, it's based on lies. Remember, the science is settled, even though there are a lot of scientists saying out there, wait, why won't you debate us on this global warming? If you guys at the United Nations International Panel on Climate Change are so, you know, uh, can, uh, so believe your science, then why don't you debate a few of us, like Dr. Willie Soon or Dr. Marco Eastbaum of Belgium or um, Dr. Wolfgang, I can't remember his last name, in Germany, all these scientists I met at the conference. If you all are so certain, then why not Al Gore debate us? But they won't. So my concern is, Angeline, when you look at the, um, the, um, the renewable energy, uh, the sustainable energy that they are forcing us into, which is solar, and, uh, solar energy and wind, wind turbines and um, wind energy only, that's where they want to move us, and away from, quote-unquote, fossil fuel, petroleum, away from hydroelectric, you know, hydropower, and move us into... Um, wind and solar, which is intermittent and unreliable, and only the wealthy will be able to afford that energy. So intermittent, like right now, it's cloudy where I am. You know, if you have solar panels, I hope your day, hope yesterday wasn't windy or wasn't, um, you know, cloudy or wasn't rainy, which it was here. So you know, if that's your energy source, then where, then then how are you going to be able to live on planet Earth? You're going to be able to live only basically. When you look at the two things that are mostly under attack in this agenda for the 21st century, it's methane and it's also fossil fuel. Fossil fuel, petroleum, gives us all sorts of things like pacemakers are made from petroleum. So when you get rid of petroleum as a resource unit, which that's what they're trying to do, is get, get us to where we are zero emissions, then where are you going to get your pacemakers? Are they going to be recycled? Where are you going to get your um, pacifiers for your baby or your baby aspirin? You know, if you're women and you wear nylons, where are you going to get your nylons? Where are you going to get your toothbrushes? And where are you going to get your cooking utensils? And all, most of the medical devices in a hospital come from fossil fuel petroleum. The other um, uh, byproduct or the other um, attack is on methane. Cows, livestock, you know, are blamed for much of the world's methane, although that is also a false, um, it's a false premise, but, you know, they're trying to move us into a meatless society because we need less cattle. They're releasing wolves to um, impact the ungulate population, the livestock population. But when you think about all the byproducts, not just meat, not just leather that come from cow, the, the, the hooves are jello, used for jello, the bones jello, bones china, um, um, the blood is used in medical um, um, for, um, and, and the fatty acids in asphalt, the fatty acids used in tires and glue, all these things. We, everything you touch practically in the world, and I would say not practically, has been brought to you by either livestock byproduct or fossil fuel, whether it's trucked in, livestock byproduct on asphalt and tires, and, and petroleum there, or um, flown in, same thing. So you cannot possibly be a vegan in modern day society. So if you start cutting out, if you start attacking the, those two products, petroleum and, and livestock, where are you going to get your byproducts? 
Where are you going to get them from? There's not only going to be a supply problem, but there's going to be a demand problem. And again, we would be moving into an, a time when only the elite, the rich, can afford to have this great lifestyle while the rest of us are going to live, you know, just very basically. Right, and I don't think they, they plan at all on changing their lifestyle. Um, no. Debbie, we got to take our last break. Listeners, today my guest is Debbie Bacigalupi. We're discussing Agenda 21, and we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. 800-430-4147. 800-430-4147. One more time. 800-430-4147. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows. You can't afford to wait. So call Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Debbie Bachigalupi. We're discussing Agenda 21. Debbie, we're quickly running out of time. Can you, first of all, just give us your website address so people can find out more about you and um, how to read articles you might have written and such? And then also, why don't we wrap it up on what do you, what, what idea would you like to leave with the listeners today? Okay. Uh, technocracy.news, you can find my bio there. I uh, love to speak all over. I'm, I, I, I do this on my own time and my own dime. I don't get paid to go to these conferences. Uh, in fact, they're very costly, and thank goodness I made uh, good money when I was at Google and saved up. But uh, that is running out, of course. And so, um, you know, this is a passion of mine to tell the truth. I truly believe, Angeline, that all of us, 
you know, you cannot properly plan for the future if you do not know the truth, if you do not know what agendas are afoot. And when when people start to see this in their own neighborhoods, like the widening of of, of the 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 uh, widening of sidewalks and the decreasing of lanes. Why? Because by the year 2020, they want to have the number of traffic accidents under the 2030 agenda. How do you have the number of traffic accidents in less than four years globally? There's only one way you do that, and that's to get people out of their cars. So we're moving into a society where everything is going up. It's, it's vertical sprawl instead of horizontal sprawl. My parents as ranchers are considered horizontal sprawl. In other words, we're we're, we're ruining planet Earth by requiring a road out to our house and electricity to be brought, uh, you know, to our house and resources to be brought into our house outside of a city. The goal is to move us into mega regions. People can look up America2050.org um, and see how there will be, there is right now the setting up of mega regions. The San Francisco Bay Area where I have, where I live most of the time is, um, is called the One Bay Area Plan or Plan 2040, and they've already passed it where all the cities and county borders, we all become one, will be merged into, you know, from 121 cities and nine counties, we will be merged into one region with the same general plan, a, a smart plan, a smart growth plan, a sustainable communities plan. So you see that happening, you, you, that already happened in the Bay Area, but most people don't know about it. Um, Debbie, so I the, can I ask you, is the Blue Zones Project, I actually live in a city that is part of this Blue Zones Project. We're a Blue Zones Project city, and I didn't even know what it was. I heard people talking about it. Is this sort of a backdoor way to push local communities to kind of test it and see if this will catch on? They're using it as sort of a health entry, though. It's all about supposedly good health. Absolutely, and sustainable development. How funny! I just I just passed through it by a sentence, and I don't have it in front of me on that Agenda 21 book, where sustainable sustainable development and improved health are intertwined. Mm-hmm. So yes, that blue zone is all about sustainability or sustainable development. And if you look at who's passing it, you'll probably tie it to an unelected um, bureaucracy of some sort, whether it's. And usually you can look in your, in your area. I know Florida was, I remember Florida being heavily involved in, uh, 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 in Miami in, in regionalism. And what your listeners can look for is what is called a COG, a Council of Governments. These are uh, funded groups by the federal government. It might be in the Bay Area or in, the, in California. We have an association of Bay Area governments. Denver is Dr. COG. Uh, Denver Region Council of Government. So these COGs are set up all over the United States. They are unelected. It might be an elected mayor or an elected city council member, but when it comes to this board, this group of people, they are unelected, and they are making all your local planning and zoning and future decisions in your local area. People need to. So what would you, you, you asked, what, do I, what would I recommend? Mm-hmm. Well, one, education is key. Educate, communicate, but do not hibernate. Education is key, but education without action has no power. So educate oneself. Um, uh, Daniel Webster also said, give them the means for detecting the wrong, and they will apply the remedy. So 
start finding out about these COGS, these um, association of governments in your local area. It's going to be it's going to be um, connected to funding by the federal government by federal highway transportation funds. Go to those meetings. You are you are you can go to those meetings. They don't like to announce them. They like to keep them you know under the public radar so they can pl- pass things like vehicle mile travel tax without your knowing or rezoning of your local community. So go to those meetings and voice your opinions. Let them be on record. Show them that what they're doing is a blueprint based on sustainable development and ask them, where are you getting these blueprints? Mm -hmm. Where are you coming Mm -hmm. up with these ideas? Who's giving them to you and where are you getting the funding? Angeline, if we don't start using our First Amendment right, our freedom of speech, remember Daniel Webster said about all the possessions he would want to keep, it's the power of communication. Right. Educate yourself and then talk about it to others. Uh, we're out of time, Debbie. Listeners, today my guest was Debbie Bacigalupi. We were talking about Agenda 21. Uh, go to her site. She is the senior editor of Technocracy News. And until next week on the True Seekers Show, God bless. <laughs>